This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door, and you get 100 nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. What is going on, my fellow Schwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Schweezy. <clears throat> Welcome back, everyone. <coughs> I had the worst cough of my life starting off. It was like one of those coughs that uh, I may even need to clear off a little bit more. But it's like you feel like you're gagging and throwing up. And I'm like, I don't have to throw up. But you're like, bleh, bleh, bleh. <coughs> So I assume some people out there who really don't like vomiting. Hopefully I don't do that. <clears throat> it still sounds like I got something in my throat. I'm like, it literally just happened, like, half hour before I started recording, so. Um, uh, That's rough, buddy. Uh, if we want to say that. <coughs> oh, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. I think that's more... That's more amusing to me. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to Cancel Sweezy. I know you're back. Okay, we all know you're back. We all know you're here. We all know you're queer. We're we're getting used to it. Okay, we are getting used to it. We are getting used to, um, who you are. But welcome to the show, folks. Today, uh, we got a good one. We're here. Um, we're here. <laughs> I'm not gonna say we're queer again, but uh, yeah, no. I've been listening to a lot of old pop punk Christian stuff lately. I sound horrible. Right now, I'm gonna cough one more time. <coughs> okay, I maybe need to make some like tea or something to like fix me, you know. And I will try to fix me because, like, you know, I was coughing. Yeah, that's one thing, but now my voice sounds weird. So I am sorry, but some of you are probably like, I don't even notice. I don't even notice the difference. <coughs> now even doing impressions makes me cough. Okay. Anyways, though, he, he will persist, but no, I've been listening to a lot of old uh, pop-punk Christian stuff, uh, you know. It started off simply. Now, it started off with Reliant K, and if you didn't know, mm, Reliant K is still one of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, and they, they knew, like, they know, I, I haven't met both the Matts. I ran into Matt, well, I saw him once, at the Target in Brentwood, not the one near Cool Springs, the one in Brentwood, Tennessee. And he was with his son, but I didn't feel like, uh, <coughs> I didn't feel like talking to <laughs> him. Uh, because people are normal. 
You can't just be... You can't be like that, okay? This is the type of guy you get. So, yeah, you can't be like that, but no. Um, I don't know the mask personally, but... Like, they they know they're not in their prime anymore, and I know they all, they all have, like, families and shit like that now. And they're, like, really trying to focus on uh, the whole family shit. So, uh, yeah. But, uh... But no, like that stuff, like that stuff still holds up. Even like when they talk about God, you know, in the in the stuff, like the Reliant K songs hold up. And even then, like, it's not like you have to be a Christian to enjoy this. Like, you can be a fan of music to enjoy Reliant K. That's the thing. You can just be a fan of uh music to enjoy Reliant K. I remember I I think I could probably say this. I interviewed for a job at uh what is the, it's the one in Franklin, all the, um, what sounds, let me look it up, uh, I've been, I've been to the studio, uh, recording studio, okay, Dark Horse, yeah. So I interviewed for a job with Dark Horse, <coughs> and uh, they had their like gold record of uh, mm-hmm up <clears throat> hanging there, which is also a good thing if you want to talk about Reliant K for a second. I'm hating the sound of my voice right now, FYI, folks. I'm really sorry. This is how we're starting today's episode. There may be a mid-break where I don't have a normal break, where I have to... I don't know, clear out my throat or something like that. But, um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I was hanging on all, and I thought that was really cool, interviewing with Dark Horse. I'm like, yeah, I didn't get the job. Clearly, clearly I didn't get the job. That's why I'm talking to you on the internet. That's why this is my job. <laughs> this is my job. But that, that stuff, so it was really cool seeing that. But then I went to a couple other things, like Stellar Cart. First of all, they're they're just very cringe. It They, they went way too hard into the Jesus I remember they had, like, two albums out. <laughs> they made, like, a Greatest Hits album. Second worst, Trapped has a Greatest Hits album. But the thing, the difference between Trapped and Stellar Cart is the fact that Stellar Cart had a couple good songs, at least in some perspective. You're really Jesus-y. You got me in Jesus by your side. Doo-doo-doo. You got me in Jesus. Uh, my voice is... Can't believe it literally happened 30 minutes before I started doing this podcast. Like that's the horrible thing about it. And some of you are like, I don't, I don't think there's a problem. But no. So the card, they had like they did like Disney covers and that kept people around. <laughs> and then they uh then they also <laughs> then you know they had the cringe. And then they did a cover of Living on a Prayer that I did not hate. I just want to say I did not hate that. Their cover of Living on the Prayer. It's like very much a pop punk Living on a Prayer cover. And like, that's a really good way to make it a pop punk version, like the way they did it. Like that. I don't want to talk about Hawk Nelson. Now there's a photo of me with me out there with the lead singer, and I remember that Worlds of Fun, Kansas City. I remember it. I was there. I convinced the youth pastor to do a trip, you know, because he didn't do a lot of trips, and he was a new youth pastor. And he was like, "Yeah, let's do it." And so yeah, we did. We went to the Worlds of Fun. We went to that concert. It was a lot of fun. It was a good concert. It was a building. Was it Building Four Twenty Nine or something like? That? I don't think that's there. The right band. 10th Avenue North, that's the band. And then Hawk Nelson, then David Crowder, the David Crowder band. <laughs> Who's the singer in the David Crowder band? It's David Crowder. 
and uh, Mercy Me, I think, ended the show. <coughs> but I don't think we actually even stuck around for Mercy Me. That's one. I think my parents were chaperones at it, and they're like, I know you really want to go to this, but like we may need to be chaperones at it. They asked it. They're like, yeah, okay, that's fine. You know, I didn't mind going to concerts or whatever. I really went for the concert. I really got everyone going. We saw Hawk Nelson. So there's a picture of me with the, the former lead singer, I think. Because Jason Dunn, I remember his name. He left to do a solo thing. And looking back, he's kind of cringe. But uh, the rest of the guys in that band, like they're really, they've really deconstructed. So they're, they're, you know, we're in the same boat. We're actually going to talk more about some deconstruction stuff in later in the episode. So don't touch that dial. That's rough, buddy. That's what I used to say. I used to say, don't touch that dial. And we're all on like fucking touchscreen smartphones or whatever. Uh, and stuff like that. Well, but well, anyways, though, welcome to Cancel Shweezy, the only podcast that's going to put D's baseballs in your jaws. Oh. Ah! <laughs> uh, <coughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's baseball season, as I've been told. I think I may be too early, but I'm wearing my Cardinals jersey that has uh, my Christian last name on it. Uh my dad was a big fan. This is my dad. This is my dad's shirt. That's the weird thing about what happens when your dad dies. Because it, one thing I want to say, because I don't have actually anything else to say about baseball, so we're going to move on. So if you're wanting me to talk about baseball, like, you're, you, you very much went out of your way to not hear about baseball. So, um, so when you're, when, uh, when your father dies and you're, like, a, size-wise, you're just, like, fatter than him. <laughs> If you lost weight, you could do it. Uh, so I got a lot of his old shit. And he was a track and cross-country coach. Now, one thing about track and cross-country, you know, is they, a majority of it is outside. Like, 25% of it, they do, like, indoor track, you know. So it's it, for him, it was like a year-round gig for all that stuff. Um, so he, uh, so, so yeah, he was a coach. That's that's what I wanted to fucking like. You know, he was a coach. And so I'm pretty sure... He had a specific jacket for like every five degree increment of weather. Like I swear to God, that you know that would require a coat. You know, you're like sometimes it's like oh you know I can be out here, but you're like I just wish I had like a light coat on. You know, it'd just make things so much better. You know, a light coat and stuff like that. And let's just say he had a lot of coats. Like my dad, which was very convenient for me because my coat was like falling apart. <laughs> so. <laughs> Bless blessings, <laughs> miracles, <laughs> mistakes into miracles, <laughs> shit like that. So, I basically have about. So we we so first of all, like I said, my dad had a million coats. So we kept like the nice ones, and I kept them. So now all my coats are him. And the thing is, with his coats, is that you know when you're working as like you know a track cross country coach for a college university you know college university probably overdoing it there what? but like you know he had to rep his job at those things you know sports events you have to rep your job and that's just how you do it like football players don't second guess You're like man i want to play football but i really don't want to wear this chief's jersey right now <laughs> they're not like that you're like oh, this is the team i'm playing for really the reason i'm wearing this is so i can differentiate between the the bad team i have cte but, uh, so yeah, basically he had, like, I swear he had a jacket for, like, every five degree increments. And you think, like, there's not a lot of degrees, but, like, 
you're getting 20 plus if you actually did the math like that. So first of all, my mom, one of my mom's best friends, she works for like a homeless ministry. Forget the ministry part. Don't, don't pretend like that. But she really does help a lot of homeless people, does a lot of homeless outreach, stuff like that. And like, they got a lot of coats. So there's a specific part in Iowa was just a lot of people with my dad's old coats. You know, just a lot of homeless people out there. Uh, and then the last one. So all my jackets, so all my jackets have a school's logo on them. And in what kind of school? A school I did not go to. So at no point did I ever go to that school. So that's cool. I have a lot of jackets. It's uh, Truman State University on, <laughs> on all my jackets. And you like you walk into the dispensary and you're like, oh, are you a college student? We can give you a college discount. And I'm like, because I'm wearing <laughs> fucking the, the local school's jersey, the fucking coat. I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not a student. And I'm like, I'm luckily they didn't ask. You know, I just told them, oh, I'm not a student. And luckily, as a nice worker, they don't care because that's the nice thing. You as a customer be nice to those people helping you, but like also realize that they also don't care. I've seen a lot of videos of people going around like, oh, call your, <laughs> call the drive-thru lady daddy or mommy or something like that and say I love you. And I'm like, I'm like, they don't care. Like their soul is dead. They're working this job, their soul is dead. They're just happy that they can get through you without any consequences, you know? Uh, and that's, that's the fucking... Fucking real deal right there. Anyways, though, I lost my, I've lost track of things. But uh, yeah. Anyways, though, check out my music. It's under Shweezy everywhere. It's everywhere. If it's like canceled, Shweezy, just eliminate the Shweezy part of it, and uh, then uh, yeah, you move on from there. Uh, that's how you do it. Oh, the soundboard disc. No, the soundboard's reconnecting. Okay. Uh, make sure you check out my social my social media. It's under uh, the Shweezy. It's like cancel Shweezy, but instead of cancel, you put the in front of it all one word. Uh, kind of like my Twitch account, twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. Uh, I play video games every Thursday. I think we're finishing the uh, Legend of Zelda Minish Cap. I really need to finish that game uh, because Thursday I was not in a good mood, and I, just, I think I just need to finish that game. I want to move on to doing a Pokemon Nuzlocke. I want to play one of the Pokemon... Uh, Coliseum and Gale of, not Gale of Darkness, uh, Pokemon, Pokemon Coliseum XD or something like that. Really want to play those games. So, uh, <coughs> so, yeah. I feel like my voice is getting better. I'm sorry for anyone. <laughs> the worst time in a podcast is uh, to have your voice and coughing all the time is the beginning of the show. So, you want to know a little uh, how the sausage is made in podcasts? It's not the beginning of the show is where you don't want to be fucking around. Um, yeah, check me out on Twitch. If you have an Amazon Prime account, you can connect to your Twitch. Instead of following someone, which is for free, you are able to subscribe to them. And typically, you'd pay $5 to subscribe, but with Daddy Shweezy uh, in your Amazon Prime account, you can do it for free. So that's really cool. Sandboard keeps us connecting. Uh, Patreon page for cool donations if you're a cool person and you want to help out the show, that's a great way to do it. Uh, but the free shit you can do if you're listening on an audio platform, which I am surprised y'all didn't turn it off with my fucking growly-ass voice going in through there. Uh, yeah, definitely go check out our YouTube page. We do post the full episodes there, so if you're, like, one of those people who, like, opens the, the podcasting app on your Apple TV or Roku or whatever, or your podcast, what, you know, there, Spotify, you know, and you just play the audio, I'm like, go to the YouTube page, look at the video, because we're really... 
working on building up that platform or whatever. And we also post highlights, so if you ever want to share something with your friends, which you should. I I want everyone this week who listens to this show, if you're listening to the show and you don't do this, you're going to have a really bad fucking time with life. But I want you to share any any highlight of Candle Shweezy with one of your friends. That's all I want you to do. Just share a highlight. You can even share. Where I'm trying to make a little, I have a little playlist there of songs from the show. Um, I got Daddy Why You Die. <laughs> and I also got, um, thank you thank you for watching the clips, which if you have watched any of the clips, it's, uh, it's a parody of, it, the story is, I wanted, I wished that, thank you for being a friend, Andrew Gold's version, not the one from the Golden Girls, was the theme song of the show, which also is not a good idea because it's like, oh, it's the same as the Golden Girls thing. But I feel like that, sh- that song like really resonates with me. You know, I had a friend, I used to, me and him, I used to love that song, and now we're not friends anymore, and it's sad. But anyway, so I sold that fucking song. That's not gonna change. Um, I think my iPad disconnected from Wi-Fi. Oh, my Wi-Fi is down. Which may be a problem in a little bit, but uh, anyway, but no, we can still record here. I'm not using the internet yet. Um, but yeah, no, um, share, share highlight with your friends. Folks, oh yeah, because we have the music. I was like, thank you for watching this. Cl-. Yeah, I had the thought, to sum that up, I had the thought of, I wish Thank You For Being A Friend was my theme song, but then I also wanted, I liked how Danny Gonzalez ends all his like videos with like, you just watched the video. The video is over now. You know, he has that thing. And I wanted to copy that too. So it was a perfect blend of both. Just make a parody of that. And it's like an outro thing. Thank you for watching this clip. So it's really cool. So uh, make sure you do that. And if you're on the audio platforms, uh, Make sure you're subscribed and give us a 5432 or 1 star review and write a review too. I don't know. You know, you do that shit. Don't be stingy, okay? The Wi-Fi is gone. Uh, that's how the soundboard connects. The soundboard's on my iPad. The soundboard connects to the computer. Uh, we, I would press it's rough, buddy, but uh, it's not. <coughs> Anyways, though. Um... Here's a question for all of you, and this is like a genuine question, so I'm asking a genuine question right now. All right, so when you get like a card, maybe like a, I, I think Hallmark card is the nice thing, you know, whether it's like a thank you card or a happy birthday or sorry for your loss, those type of cards. So you get those types of cards all the time if you know any baby boomer. If you know any baby boomer at all, you have received a a card a hallmark card as i like to call them but it's just basically like a funny little picture and another funny little thing on it too you know and you know you work a job or you you're in a school you know and like someone's family member died you know you get a big old card and you all sign it you know shit like that um it was like that so here's my question though so if it if it's something like sentimental in there, like, if someone wrote you a sentimental note or whatever, I'm like, you keep that. That's 100%. You're keeping that shit. However, though, if you receive it and it's, like, maybe a gift card was inside and it was, like, love mom or love, you know, it's famous. They always say love for some reason, you know. So all those little cards. And the soundboard is back. Uh, I like that. Uh, here's the thing, though. Do you, do you keep those cards? Because I, you know... I watched Hoarders last week, and I'm like, you know, you need to throw away shit like you really don't need. And it's like, then you realize, like, oh, there's some garbage in all this mess, too. 
That's the real sad part. Not like food garbage where bugs hang out, but like, you're like, oh, why is like the packaging this came in still around? Like, why do I have boxes lying around? You know? Uh, but anyways, though, but with cards, it's different because someone went out, they went like to a place, a, a store. They bought that card for you. They bought an envelope with the, the envelope that's designed to go with it. They give it to you. And they put, like, a gift card or whatever else in it or in stuff like that. And you're like, Happy Mother's Day, you know, like, a card. And then they're like, Love Mom. You know, it's like, that's not a sentimental message. So, like, I don't feel a need to keep this. But then, like, you throw it away and you're like, am I a dick? You know, they, they went out of their way to buy, the, buy me this really nice card. And I'm just throwing it the fuck away, you know? What the hell do you do? Now, now you know, like, Christmas cards, those stay on your just refrigerator forever and that's why you that's how refrigerator magnets work they're the ones funding the refrigerator magnets they're the ones funding the family christmas cards and shit like that uh man you know you're getting old when you have friends who send those out and it's not like as a kind of funny thing but as a like we're a family thing like i'm a, i'm living my life normal you're still trying to pursue a music career that's probably not going to work out that's what my brain says, okay? I still believe I have a chance. No thing. But tell me, everyone tell me, please tell me, what you, what you do with uh, with those, like, cards you get that don't really have a sentimental message in, but they're still, like, really nice cards that someone, like, went out of their way to get you. And so or maybe, maybe that'll spark up a conversation, too, because I really like that as well. Anyways, though, let's get into a previous week right now. Previous week right now is just basically news from last week. I record these on Mondays, so I just talk about what happened last week. So I just like, so I'm gonna work on this week's this week. So I'm just gonna see the news articles I like, and I'm gonna save them, and then figure out which ones to talk about on the podcast. The weird thing about this part of the show, and I do want to, I'm gonna do want to show you more about the sausages made. With the news, it's like, I, you can usually find at least some, I can usually find something to talk about, you know? But at the same time, like, I could, I can find something to talk about. However, though, some weeks, like, there's just, like, nothing. And I usually try to talk in those episodes, like, I didn't really find anything good this week. Which is probably not good for the performer of a, you know, of a show. Doing like, hey, everyone, I got, for the next 20 to 30 minutes, I want to tell you, uh, I found nothing I thought was good. So let's just read this and get it over with. Like, that's not when, how you want to fucking do a show. But anyway, so this week, we had a lot of articles. Like, I could probably have like six or seven plus. I, I Maybe a little bit more, but like, closest we got to like ten, maybe. Uh, but like, there was a lot of shit I could talk about. So I think this is the best shit we can talk about. So uh, as your master. I identify as a fucking threat. So anyways, though, let's, uh, as our buddy Philip DeFranco would say... Let's just jump into it. Okay. The first article we got is from Newsweek. Lauren Boebert says she wants to abolish the Department of Education. Lauren Boebert has called for the Department of Education to be abolished as part of a bid to get the federal government completely out of public schools. The House Republicans was speaking on Friday in support of amendments to the Parents' Bill of Rights legislation, which passed the chamber by 
213 to 208 vote, but is unlikely to be approved by the Senate. Education has emerged as a top culture war dividing line between Democrats and Republicans, with both sides accusing the other of undermining academic freedom via cancel culture and book bans, respectively. Boebert proposed two amendments to the Parent Bill of Rights legislation, both of which were approved, which would require schools to notify parents if biological males who identify as women were competing in women's sports or being given access to female restrooms. During the debate, Boebert suggested she would like to go further and federal involvement in education, she commented. I'm more in favor of abolishing the Federal Department of Education and getting the federal government completely out of public schools, but we're not there now, and we do fund public schools. A 14-second clip of this exchange was shared on Twitter by Ron Filipkowski, uh, who claims to monitor and report right-wing extremism, where it accumulated more than 500,000 views. Newsweek has contacted Bober by emailing requesting more details about her proposal to disband the Department of Education and whether she would like to see an end to all the federal funding of public schools. The Parents' Bill of Rights is a piece of Republican-supported legislation that would require schools to publish their curricula and provide parents with lists of books available in the school library. Library. We'll see it past the House. It is almost certain to fall short in Senate, where the Democrats have a majority arguing for the legislation. House Republican Julia. Uh, no, we don't have good morning, Julia. Let's go full throttle. That's close enough. Uh, one of the bill's sponsors said it's not an attempt to have Congress dictate the curriculum or determine the books in the library. So uh, before we go into anything, I do have to mention Lauren, Lauren Boebert's husband. Isn't he like a sex offender? <laughs> Uh, I, he, so, like, there, there's a rumor, like, Lauren Berber, Lauren Bo, Lorraine Bobert, I don't know, I'm not gonna, I know how to say her name, I just don't want to, at this point, um, so, like, there's, like, a rumor, like, she was a prostitute for Ted Cruz or some shit like that, and, you know, that's, you know, uh, I don't know the receipts on that, I have not looked at the receipts on that, I just heard that rumor, and I'm like, that's funny. But, like, I'm like, it's probably not real, though. Like, that's how I thought about it. But um, her actual husband is, like, a sex offender. Like, he, like, a, like sh- shoved out his dick for, like, unfunderaged people or something like that. I don't even know the story. But, like, I think he's technically a registered sex offender. <laughs> and I like probably, like, and, like, she's his ride or die. She's his ride or die. And she, and she's, like, I've... <laughs> probably know what biological males look like because your husband just whips it out whenever he wants. That's the thing, though, fellas. Uh, women don't want to see your dick. Just, you know, that that is a very weird thing because for men, it's just like, show us your tits, show us your vagina. Like, that's awesome. But this guy's show women, you know, like, that's what men want for the first thing, you know? But the last thing women want to see is your dick or whatever. They have to see it because if she's going to give you a blowjob, she's going to have to see if she's giving you a blowjob, you know? Don't be like Annie Edison from communities like i had sex but i didn't see his dick <laughs> or whatever we're in a dark closet i don't know dim i like at least have dimmed lights during sex you know like it gets the mood but like you can still see um it was a Lawrence lauren bobert like she's a pretty big dum dum or whatever she's a big big old dum dum uh so like you know let, i don't want to get into like politics or anything. I mean, this is a politics thing. But the thing, one of the things with public schools is 
why they're public schools is that, like, the government pays for everything, you know, that, like, goes on in the schools, you know. Uh, and so, and that's the thing, like, there's one thing about public schools, like, I know, like, some people are like, oh, teachers are just babysitters, and I'm like, there is some truth to that, I'm not gonna lie, but, uh, at the same time, though, like, they're, uh, they're also getting education, too, and more of that, and, uh, to think, though, that, like, government should get out of that, I'm like, that's a lot of people's basic childcare is, like, just public school, like, and I'm not, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, there's things, you know, I'm supposed to say, and I agree with those things, but we have to admit at the same time, uh, public schools, at least for the most part, are like, is like free childcare. Provided by the government, it's socialism, I know, but it is. Uh, so abolishing the Department of Education, uh, would just do, would do so many bad things, because, uh, Basically, uh, in Missouri, where my mom works, she's the teacher. She works at the public school. There's a couple of, like, Christian, and there's, like, a Christian, a Lutheran private school, and then a, uh, then like, a Catholic private school, you know? And they're, like, both small and pathetic. But it's, like, and also, it's, like, a red flag when friends are, like, you know, I have a kid, you know what? I really want them to go to this Lutheran school. I'm, like, what? You want your kid to be fucking molested? Oh, it's like, I want my children, I want my children to be Catholic, like, you just want your kids to be, I would never, kids to be molested, I would never let my child, if I had a child, they're like, hey, my friend wants me to go with him, to him to Catholic Mass, I'd be like, you're not fucking going, buddy, you're like, why, and I'm like, you can fight all the fuck you want, but I'm not gonna, because my, my choices are this right now, buddy, either you get molested, or you're mad at me, because I don't let you hang out with your Catholic friend, you know, I'm just saying, that if there's going to be a two choices there, like, I would rather have you not get molested. I'm saying, that's all parents' dreams right there. It's like, if I could make the right choice, all the all the choices, all the right choices, you would not get molested. Like, that's the parenting. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes kids molested. But if it's not, you know, sometimes they, you know, like, it was out of your control. But, like, a good parent tries to not get their kid molested. Also, a good parent doesn't molest their kids, but, like, you know, I don't want to be mean to, like, those kids, you know? But, like, don't just, don't let your kids go to the Catholic Church. They're going to get molested. Like, that's just an ingredient. Like, it, what will happen if my kid goes to the Catholic Church? They're going to get molested. Like, that's all that's going to happen. Uh, anyways, uh, passing this. So, it's just, like, just remember, Republicans, if you're, if you're for some reason fucking watching this, that if... If you abolish the Department of Education, I'm just going to say this, you are losing free child care. Like, your kids go to public school, they're going to lose free child care. That's like, uh... This is the type of guy you get. I'm just saying, so, sometimes you got to speak to people directly, and that's who I, uh, that's who I this am. This is the type of guy you get. Hit the same button twice. All right, this is from HuffPost, probably owned by fucking Jeff Bezos, but uh, sorry about that. Florida principal out after viewing of Michelangelo's David 
upset parents. That's rough, buddy. Uh, the principal of Florida's Tallahassee Classical School is out of a job after parents complained that their sixth grade children were shown Michelangelo's 16th century David sculpture with one parent calling it pornographic. The Tallahassee Democrat first reported the now former principal, Hope Carasquilla, uh, told HuffPost the situation was also a little more complicated than that, noting that the usual protocol is to send parents a letter before students are shown such classical artwork. Due to the series of miscommunications, the letter did not go out to the sixth grade parents, and some some complained. Carasquilla said one parent was point-blank upset. Carasquilla continued and felt her child should be not viewing those pieces. Uh, the board of the charter school decided Monday to give the principal the choice to resign or be fired. After less than a year in the job, she was the school's third principal since it opened in the fall of 2020. Oh, my God. Per the Tallahassee Democrat. Oh, no. That, that's bad. Uh, the move comes as conservatives in Florida and elsewhere paddle to step up their input in primary election. Michelangelo's marble sculpture of the biblical figure David was crafted between 1501 and 1504, originally commissioned for display inside an Italian cathedral, and now resides at the Galleria dell'Accademia in Florence. Kara Squilla said she had taught in classical education for a decade and knew that once in a while you get a parent who gets upset about Renaissance art, hence the letter. She was not surprised by the reaction from the school board chair, Barney Bishop, but the fact that other board members went along with him was unexplained. In a call with HuffPost, Bishop (laughs) emphasized that the new sculpture incident was one of multiple issues with Carasquilla, he declined to go into specifics. Citing advice from the school's employment lawyers, Bishop explained he was lobbying for legislation that would give parents even more input in primary education. Parental rights trump everything else, Bishop said. He added that pandemic remote teaching gave parents a clear window into the children's education and prompted some to choose school like Tallahassee Classical. They didn't like the woke indoctrination that was going on, he said. Bishop accused Carasquilla of trying to gin up a lot of publicity by sharing her experience. Carasquilla said many other parents and faculty members were upset her ousters and has been reaching with the support, reaching out with support. Uh, the Tallahassee School is a public charter institution that focuses on classical learning and teaching philosophy centered on a traditional Western liberal arts education that's aimed aims to be in part critical thinking skills children can use throughout their lives. Classical learning is also popular within the Christian homeschooling movement. What? The Tallahassee Classical School is affiliated with Hillsdale College, a conservative Christian institution that has sought to expand its influence over the last decade by helping set up public charter schools. Over the last decade, by helping set up public charter schools, Hillsdale previously cut ties with the Tallahassee School in early 2022 for not meeting improvement standards, but it later regained affiliation. Hillsdale has raised funds for the charter school network by pledging to fight leftist and distorted teachings of American history, such as the lessons about slavery contained in the New York Times 1619 Project, the newspaper reported last year. We don't use pronouns, Bishop said. We, hope you get it, hope you get the joke, don't teach CRT, and we 
don't ever mention 1619. Those are not appropriate subjects for our kids. Uh, so first of all, people, I, I just want you all to know, I don't care what you think right now if you're listening to the show. Um, because I don't care about you. Let's just be honest, I don't care about you. Uh, but, like, you can't be saying we don't use pronouns and then be like, we don't use pronouns. Like, fucking learn what pronouns are and then be like, say, like, just say, we don't use non-binary, if you said we don't use non-binary pronouns, I would not have a fit about this. I would not have a fit about this. But yet, here we are. Me hitting the mic again. Uh, so let's let's just talk about it. So like, the school's upset. So they because because parents of the school were upset that sixth grade childrens were showing Michelangelo's uh, King of David statue or whatever it's called, <clears throat> and uh, they saw his little fragile soft dick. <laughs> little fragile soft dick. And uh, that was a problem for parents. You're like, I don't want my kids thinking that's the dick standard. I want them thinking everything's a hog, but every person they ever be with is normal size. It's not, it's normal size. It's not that, that big. Man proposes and God disposes. Uh, so I just think it's funny. They're like, <laughs> they're mad. Uh, you know, that David statue of Michelangelo. I remember we talked about it was like world history in high school. We talked about it and like, you know, it was a slideshow because uh, that's what, you know, if you want to be a lit, people are like teaching's hard. You put in so much work, but then you're like, have you, you need to follow the lazy teachers. Like there's a lot of lazy teachers out there and uh, they just like do a slideshow, literally just read the slideshow, give out a 30 page packet and you're like, figure it out. Stupid. Uh, but, uh, but yes, it's just like he, uh, in my world history class. So yeah, he covered up the dick, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm think we're all happy because the guys in the room didn't want to look at a penis in world history, fifth period world history. Uh, the girls in the class they didn't also not want to see a dick in fifth period world history. I feel like it was fifth period. Fifth period feels right. I feel like we went to lunch and we came back for the rest of the class. That's what I feel. That's how I feel. Um, Anyways, though, should someone lose their job over this? I don't know. Uh, but did it make me laugh? It did. It did make me laugh. So, huh. <sighs> All right, time for our last article, and this one uh, is a doozy from the Springfield News Leader. Oh, are we about to hear news from the Simpsons? No, this is this is a real place. Springfield, Missouri. An Ozarks church leader claims prayer regrew a woman's toes. Others aren't so sure. What? It's like others aren't so sure. In the Springfield area, church is claiming that prayer regrew a woman's amputated toes last week during a live stream of James River Church Mark 15th service. Pastor John Lindell explained that a creative miracle took place the day before at the Joplin James River Church campus. Oh no, I know people who probably went there. Oh no. Oh no! Our table! 
Uh, James River Church and the woman involved, Christina Dines, have not returned the news leader's request for comment as of publications of this article. There are no photos or videos of the event taking place or the aftermath. The alleged toe regrowth event has drawn considerable attention on social media, with many expressing skepticism of the claims. A website urging anyone with proof to share it has popped up at showmethetoes.com. Oh no, TJ Marr. I know. I don't know if you're here. I don't know if you're here right now. The TJ Marr of the band Ghost Ten Remedy of Never Nude Records. Uh, they're putting on Jorts Fest, so I just wanted to say he's already been to that website, and he was pretty disappointed. The website cites Luke seventeen fourteen, and when Jesus saw the lepers, he said unto them, "Go show yourselves unto the priests." And it came to pass that all as they went, they were cleansed. The servers were part of the church's week of power, which included services by guest pastor Bill Johnson and Randy Clark. Johnson is a pastor at Bethel Church of Redding, California, cool, which was in the news in 2019 for attempting to resurrect the two-year-old daughter of the congregants. Okay. Uh, That's rough, buddy. Uh, during a March 15th live stream, Lindell said that during a service hosted by Johnson, prayer team members prayed over Dines. Lindell said Dines had three toes amputated after her then-husband shot her in 2015. He shot her, but it hit her toes. That's dumb. That's real dumb. That's real dumb. <laughs> That's dumb, dude. Twenty twenty. That's so dumb. That's so dumb. Uh, in, tw- <laughs> like, I'm gonna kill my wife. He hit her toes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's not funny. <laughs> not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> Facebook, but still exists on Twitter. Okay, <laughs> in it, Donna said that she had three toes amputated in an accident, but after attending a service at James River Church, where women prayed over her feet, she witnessed the amputated toes reforming. Tonight I can stand on my tippy toes. Listen, do you understand? Honestly, how you lost the toes is the more honest. <laughs> Don said in the video, I can stand on tippy toes. No, I couldn't do that because I didn't have toes to tippy on. <sighs> During a live stream of the March 14th event, 
Johnson led a prayer session for creative miracles. Johnson said creative miracles are different than healing in that he was healing by decree in accordance with how God's world works. Uh, for example, if someone has lost a cartilage in their knees, I lay my hands on a knee and say, God, let all things be made new. I call into being cartilage in his knees. Blame Johnson. Johnson alleged that. A friend regrew a kidney as a result of prayer meeting. We had a friend that had to have his kidney removed because it was de deceased. And he went in for another kind of x-ray. What? I'm too immature for this. He went for another kind of x-ray. Uh, a year later, and they found he had a brand new kidney. He was in a meeting where he was prayed for, and the Lord created that during a service. On Sunday, Lindell made another claim about the power of prayer. I'm going to say one other thing, and don't say this lightly, but I just think you need to know what's going to happen. There are going to be, some of you are going to raise people from the dead. I'm not saying everybody will be raised from the dead. I'm just saying... There are some people in this room. You're going to raise people from the dead. It's going to happen. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why would that? This is not, this is not, comp like, I'm like, this is a comedy show. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm trying to be a comedian, making comedy for you. But Jesus, first of all, I'm just going to say, all oh, this is bullshit. Like, I have, you know, I have good Christian friends, and, like, I think one, like, the one thing that's challenging, that, like, is ultimately challenging to a lot of people's faith, and there's, like, top ten reasons Christianity doesn't exist, I'm like, I'm not gonna listen to those guys, those guys are bald, I'm like, I know they're bald, you know, and there's, some of those guys have hair, but really, they're, like, bald deep down, yeah, so I don't listen to them, but, like, one thing that's, like, can easily question faith in Christianity is that all these miracles happened, but how come an amputee has never regrown a limb or whatever? And, uh, yeah, it's very hard. And it's like, well, God, and I think the best answer would be, well, God made humans. And if you lose a limb, it doesn't really grow back and less a miracle happens, but you know, life, no one told you life is going to be this way. So, uh, I've talked too much on this, on this, but uh, if you think this woman regrew her toes, you're full of fucking bullshit. I don't care what you believe, you're full of bullshit. <laughs> Have you ever been out in public and thought, hey, look at that fat guy, only for it to turn out to be a mirror and you are in fact the fat guy? That was the moment that kickstarted me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements for to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today. You can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're at the beach, 
You aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken pee-pee from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor, Privacy, comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign but wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Let's just jump into it. All right, we're going to jump into it. It's time. I think this is like an appropriate day. I don't know. I just feel like right now this is a good time to talk about my religious drama. So we're talking about my religious trauma, uh, the Christian kind. <laughs> religious trauma from what? Christianity. I would think Muslims probably have. I feel like Christians and Muslims uh, have the most. If you're like Catholic or Jewish, it's just called parental trauma. I think that's just what I don't think. Do Jews get? Do Jews have? I guess they. I guess technically, it's more like lifestyle because you know it's Judaism's more of a. It's a lifestyle. It's a religion. I'm, we're not getting it. We're not. This is not. The, this is not that show. We're talking about me here. This is my show. We're going to talk about my religious trauma, and that comes from the Christianity sector of the woods. I think they're the ones. I think they're the ones who. I think I, I get, bet the Muslims have religious trauma pretty good. I haven't met a lot of those guys. Uh, I met a couple of them who are practicing, but they're kind of on the like. A little more on the progressive side, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, it's like they're okay, okay people and shit like that. But they're like, I kind of like Allah. We're not talking about them. We're talking about me today. I found this website called The Refuge. Uh, and it, oh, so is it just therefuge.com? No, I'm going to tell you it's like therefuge-ahealingplace.com. And even the link I'm going to is a link. I'm going to put that in the... I'm gonna put that in the description of the highlight, and I'm gonna unlock the full episode. It's gonna be in, actually no. I'll put it in. No, wait, no. If you're an audio listener, you're not gonna read it. You're listening to me talk about it. <laughs> like, like this is the audiobook version of it. So okay. Anyways, though, the re- this this is a good site. So we're not making fun of this website because uh, they actually this is actually a good website. We're not making fun of this website. I actually really support what they're doing, but. Uh, uh, so we're going to talk about me. So this is going to be about me. Uh, I want to just talk about my religious trauma for however long I can. So anyways, what The Refuge does say about religious trauma, a.k.a. on their about religious trauma section. Uh, for the most people, religion is a source of strength in difficult times and guidance throughout life's challenging moments. 
faith-based communities like parishes and congregations often supply a much-needed sense of belonging and support, and increasingly these communities are becoming more welcoming to diverse populations. But sometimes religious beliefs can be used as weapons of power and control that can cause significant trauma. We have become all too familiar with the rampant corruption within many religious institutions that allowed horrifying physical, emotional, and sexual abuse to continue for decades. Then there are authoritarian religious sects that deny individuals the right to be their autonomous selves, known for imparting hate and shame throughout their teachings. <clears throat> all right, voice is still weird. Uh, children raised in these communities are at especially high risk of experiencing the effects of religious trauma even after escaping the environment. They will likely experience troubling symptoms later in life. If you are an adult whose childhood was impacted by religious trauma, please know that you're not alone. The Refuge offers hope and healing from the trauma of many kinds, including the enacted by religious communities, which provides a safe haven for you to embrace your truth, acknowledge your past, and heal from your trauma. So, like, this website's great. And they really fucking, they, they hit it right on the goddamn fucking nose and stuff like that. And, you know, I know people who go through, like, religious trauma, and it's like, I'll still, I still believe in Jesus and shit like that. You know, beliefs don't change. And I, I love someone here, and I saw something that was like, people don't leave, you know, Christianity because uh, they don't believe anymore. Of They don't believe in Jesus anymore. It's like they leave Christianity because they believe in Jesus so much that they're disgusted with what uh, Christianity has become. And I'm like, yeah, that's 100% me right there. So I love it. This, this is a good, this is just a good start to this. I'm like, and this is not a psychologist diagnosis. This is me reading things and then reacting to them as an individual on what the hell is going on with my religious trauma, which is really funny because my, very Christian mother told me before I started recording, like, don't cuss on your podcast. I'm like, oh, I'm going to ruin, I'm going to really disappoint you as a child. If I haven't already done it yet, <clears throat> I've, I'm going to really be doing it right now. So anyways, though, let's talk about the religious trauma. And let's also mention uh, that I grew up Christian too. So, and it's different. And that's, that's a weird thing. You know, everyone's different. I can't. I can't really examine everyone's life story, but uh, what I can say, though, is I grew up in Christianity. I know a lot of friends who also grew up in, like, now we're not really into it, and we're like, you know, at least we can say on our end it's not entirely our faults. Like, we grew up in this. We weren't, like, adults, and, um, you know, what? I want to be a Christian now, and I know there's some adults who are like, Oh, uh, you know, I want to, I'm going to start going to church more and I'm going to really do more God stuff, you know? And then like they're, I don't know. You know. But like some of us were way too into it and, you know, it's, it was unhealthy. So let's, let's just jump, you know. Let's just jump into it. Uh, signs and symptoms of religious trauma. This is the meat of what I want to talk about here. Religious trauma can manifest in many ways and no two people will have the same exact same experience. I hope I read that right. However, there are several typical signs and symptoms often seen in adults who experience religious trauma as children, including the following. So I'm going to go through each individual one, and uh, we're all going to say... That's rough, buddy. That's what we're doing. 
that's what we're doing today. This is my religion. We're actually we're going over my religion. If you if you were like, I have this too. I'm like, I don't want to hear it. We're going over my religious trauma. And that's why I talk so much about Christianity. I don't know if some people are like, who the fuck gives a shit? I'm like, I know, but I want you to understand me. <laughs> Please. Please understand me. Impeded development. So social, emotional, sexual, etc. Yeah, so I guess sexually it was like you know, it was a lot of fucking shame. I don't, I don't like giving out the shit. Like, you know, I don't like talking about my sex life. I don't really talk about my relationships and shit like that, except on a podcast where everyone remains anonymous. Like that's where, like, I didn't even really talk to my friends for like, Oh yeah, what's going on there? Cause a lot of my friends are married and like the whole dating thing is like, Oh yeah, what's going on? You know, it's like, I love love. That's why you see married guys. Like, you know, they're watching like love stories with their wives <laughs> their wives are watching it. And they're like, Hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, um, sexually, like, I think there's some respect for women. I need, there's some women I need to apologize to on that. Probably every woman ever I, I could probably apologize to, but yeah, um, Christianity did not do good things for my sex life. It was, it was pretty, pretty scary. It gave me a bad view of women and that really goes into the social aspect of it too, where I didn't see, I didn't really view women correctly. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's what I'm worried about. You know, like, I don't, I don't think I've done anything wrong in my life. Can't really think of much, but, uh, it's like if a woman comes out against me, I'm like, you know, I was, I was, I don't want to, you know, I'm like, I was wrong back then. <laughs> like, I already know I'm wrong. And I'm, I feel bad about it and shit like that. Emotional. Yeah. Um, the emotional part. I might actually start going to therapy, people. That might be actually be a new thing for me. Social, because I remember it's like, you know, you're trying to like talk to women, make friends, like that. I'm like, I need Christian friends, and then I have my non-Christian friends. That was so bad. That was really bad for me. I don't I don't like that shit. Next one we got depression, anxiety, and other mental health concerns. Oh man, that hit me goddamn fucking hard. And I think uh, if it wasn't for religion so long ago, it'd probably be better because, you know, I grew up in a time where, like, your mental health is new, and I think, I do want to say, like, Christianity nowadays really wants to, like, you know, people get depressed, it's okay, people have anxiety, it's okay, because if you told someone, like, you have anxiety, back when I was kidding, like, the Bible says, do not worry, it was like some Matthew verse, it was like, do not worry about your day or whatever, so like that. I'm like, it's not that. It's like a mental health anxiety. There's a difference between, like, things I'm worried about, like, as a human being for survival versus, like, my brain's anxiety. Like, it's hard to describe to someone who doesn't understand it, but, like, yeah, that's the that's the picture right there. That's exactly what we're looking at here. And there's, It's different. You know, being depressed, and you're like, oh, if you're depressed, it means you don't have enough Jesus. This is, like, the part that's, like, re- that this part really has fucked me up a lot. It's like you're 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 feeling depressed, and like you're a kid, you're depressed, and like, you know, either you need to go to it. And when you're just a young kid, I think you're at a point where like maybe you should talk to a therapist, or maybe you should talk to or uh, someone. And my mom was like, talk to the pastor, which is not a fucking good thing because it's just like, oh, if you're depressed, it means you don't have enough Jesus in your life, and that's probably the reason I even got baptized and continued on with this goddamn bullshit to begin with because because my mental health it's like no the way you were born and uh, i guess your body's you know produce a lot of anxiety 
your blood pressure will rise, uh, you'll feel, you have panic attacks all the time, it's just gonna happen, you know, and you just need more Jesus, you know, no, a doctor would be like, here, take these pills so you don't have panic attacks anymore, uh, and then figure out your emotions and stuff like that, I'm like, yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense, but just like, churches are just like, you have a, if you're depressed, there's, there's a, there's a problem with your faith, you know, give us more money, <laughs> like that. That's the nice thing. If people were like, how did you get out of Christianity so easily? I'm like, I didn't give money to church. I never gave money to church. And I always felt bad about it back then. But now I'm so happy I never really gave money to church. I gave some to some ministries, but I never <laughs> gave money to church. And it's, 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 a, it's a blessing. They got me to play guitar for free for them for more than it costs. You know, so we're just going to be honest right there. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, my mental health. I, I generally blame Christianity for my mental health. And, uh, yeah, and so people are like, why don't you want to you come help us at church? I'm like, are you going to pay me? No, I'm not going to do that. I have friends who work at churches who are very much not Christians. <laughs> it's like, you like the money? Yeah, I, I get it. Uh, poor decision-making skills. Um, yeah, I made a lot of bad choices in my life, and uh, it's more... And I really do think, uh, yeah, I think I, I do want to blame Christianity for it because you're like, when you're on like a spiritual high, make that decision. <laughs> and like, that's not a good high. That's like a, a state of euphoria, like how to get high without drugs or alcohol. And it's like stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I made bad decisions, but I'm also the smart person, you know, that's why you listen to me. Lack of self-confidence and self-esteem. Yes, 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 because, and I feel like it all comes to dating, and I'm a guy dating, so I can't speak on the um, female uh, context of this, but, like, yeah, you're dating, and you're like, you're not as holy as that guy, and you're like, you're not as a good husband, you're not gonna, you're not gonna make a good husband as that guy, and stuff like that, and, like, and you're self-confident plummets, because you're like, oh, this guy, you know, my friend, who is who's going to be working a job that makes a lot of money, and he's just like, you're that's that's a man of God right there. And for some reason, it always is a part of, like, what job they are. I'm like a musician or whatever. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, like, and I do think, like, there there is something to it where it's like, there's a difference, like, because there's two times I'm at a bar. Uh, either I wanted to go to a bar with friends, or I am playing music at said bar. And if I'm playing music and I get off stage and start talking to people, my confidence is much higher than just me or whatever. So, yeah, it's really stunted that. And that's why I had to be in the worship band and shit like that. Uh, and your self-esteem is like, I'm not as good as God. I'm just not good enough. And that's what Christianity teaches you is you're like, I'm not good enough. I'm not holy enough. And I'm, I'm just not good enough for God. I'm like, buddy, as a human, I'm going to tell you, you're good enough. Uh, not like fully good enough, but like you're, you're good enough. You should stay alive. You shouldn't let God determine that shit. You should let, uh, every other factor in life determine that shit. And, uh, your self-esteem. Yeah. Uh, that, that'll fucking break you down. You're like, oh, the hot church girl doesn't want to get with me. Oh, I'm just, uh, and then like you actually do get on dates with women, but they're not like Christian or whatever. And it's like, oh, you've had a sexual partner before. Uh, and that's you're like, why can't I get any bitches? And we're like, the reason we can't get any bitches because you fucking shame women. That's why. 
Anyways, though. Sense of isolation. Yeah, that's giving me... I, I do feel like no one, no one understands. That sounds like a fucking... You, no one just... No one understands me in this world. I'm like, I feel it too, but I don't like the bitchy moan. How <laughs> Some people would say that shit. Yeah, I feel like no one... Like, you know, and I feel like... You know, I have friends who are... Um, very much into the whole, like, exvangelical shit like that. And I'm like, they don't, they don't get what I'm going through. And I guarantee I'm like, I don't get what they're going through. I never, I wasn't a pastor at a church. I have friends who are like a pastor at a church and they're like, you know, I think gay people should go to heaven. (laughs) They get fired. And it's like, you'll never get that. I'm like, I'm not going to get that. Like everyone's story is different, but like with religious drama, I do think they isolate you so much more because that's cult mentality. Uh, isolation is good cult mentality method and uh, it moves cults forward, I guess. Uh, persuasive feelings of guilt and shame. Oh, especially, especially on masturbating and uh, things you do with women, you know, that shit will just fucking haunt you, haunt you forever. And uh, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, it's, it's definitely not good. Purity culture is like the worst thing I think that happened to many, many, to millennials. I think purity culture, maybe even the tail end of Gen Z, uh, or the tail beginning of Gen Z. I don't know what my tail's wagging on. Like, yeah, purity culture really just fucked us all up. It was just so bad. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think it's difficult forming forming healthy adult relationships. Because yeah, I think a majority, a lot of people I met in college were like super Christian or whatever. And, like, they acted like they wanted to be friends. You hung out with them. You hung out with them a lot and stuff like that. But then you come to realize, I'm like, they don't really want you to be the friend. There's some weird, there's some weird adult relationships that go on in church where it's like, you can only be my friend if you go to church with me and stuff like that. You meet, like, one or two good people out of that. But, yeah, I got that. that. That's really bad. And you're like, you should come to church with me. And you try to meet a friend or whatever and stuff like that. And there's also, like, the me making friends, it's like, oh, do I have a standard for you? And I do, like, and it has been really bad. I'm like, are you an, are you a guy who's been uh, traumatized by the church? Please be my friend, uh, no matter what you believe. But, yeah, no, it's hard because you had to, like, set boundaries. Like, this is my non-Christian friend. This is my friend. And that's, you know, that's a really poor way to live life. Poor interpersonal boundaries, I, I I don't know if that makes sense for me. I don't know if I don't know if I can really relate. Nothing really there. Boundaries with friends. Oh yeah, I guess bound. If you're talking about like boundaries with friends, it's like I masturbated this week, fellas. It's pretty bad. <laughs> Things are going pretty bad. I'm like, God, I just you know masturbation's healthy for you, but like when you first start, you don't know the healthy amount. <laughs> and if you unless you learn as a kid, like, the healthy amount, like, it's gonna be bad, and, uh, if you went through Christianity, you know it's bad, uh, nightmares or reoccurring uncontrollable thoughts about the Trump, yep, that, that have, I have reoccurring dreams all the goddamn time, dude, it's, it's pretty bad, like, I, I've been having, you know, I, I have reoccurring dreams when my dad's just alive, but it's not like my dad's alive, so I'm not, like, going back in time, figuring this shit out, it's like, hey, dad, we had a whole goddamn funeral. I had to sit through a visitation for you, you know? And I, I generally think someone dying, you know, obviously the person dying is the worst thing. 
But the problem with that person dying is that, like, they have a visitation where you have to talk to every person who they've ever met. And when you're their family, you've not met every person they've ever fucking met. You know, that's just how it is. And then you have the funeral, and you have to sit through the funeral, and you have to wait around and shit like that. It's like, yeah, and, you know, that's, like, the shit, like, that I hate. That was my, you know, I hated my dad dying, but also even more why I hate my dad dying was because of that shit. I had, like, the visitation and shit. I didn't know. I barely knew anyone he knew. You know, I knew a couple people, like, his good friends, you know, uh, like that. And then, and then, like, I have a dream, and he's like, you're not dead, yeah. You know, we had a goddamn funeral for you, right? You know? Pretty fucking in, in, inappropriate for you to fucking do. You know, just be fucking showing up and hanging out when we had a whole goddamn funeral for you. You know? <laughs> Shit like that. That's, that's, that's different. Okay. Uh, last two, I think we have avoidance behaviors. Yeah, avoid every fucking problem I have. I, I will go out of my way. I will let things slide to avoid problems. Like, are you still mad at me? And like, yeah, sure. Like, I am. I am still mad at you. But I'm not going to make that your problem, you know? That's how far in avoidance I've become. And then health concerns, sleep issues. Yep, I have an appetite problems. I mean, yeah, that's, those are both appetite problems. I'm, I haven't fully solved my own mind yet, so I can't really tell you. Sleep issues, yeah. Like, I can't just fall asleep. Like, like I have to, like, I have to be so tired out to fall asleep. So I have, like, melatonin. I buy, like, the highest grade they can give me. Try not to do with too many of those, because if you do too many of those, they just stop working. Then you had to stop, and you had to go to drinking and smoking weed to fall asleep and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Do I do I think religious trauma is probably part of that? Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, I'll tell you my sleep issues. Like, I need melatonin, like, to fall asleep for me. Let's just think about a good night. Uh, let's just assume I didn't drink or smoke anything to fall asleep. Melatonin, I have to turn all the lights off in the room. So I, that's not too bad. I sleep on my Nivola mattress, first sponsor of the show. And then, uh, you know, I have to have something like, you know, playing on, like, basically TV or YouTube or anything like that. I just need something on, you know, Jimmy World once said, I'm not alone because the TV's on. That's how I am. Like, and that melatonin, and then I have to, like, force myself to start getting drowsy. So, I like, even, like, sit on my phone. And I hate the idea I have to sit on my phone to fall asleep because, like, apparently you're not supposed to do that. But then, like, I watch pimple-popping videos. And this is gross, I know. And then, like, people, and then, like, removing ingrown toenails. Uh, carpet cleaning is probably the cleanest one I can get in. The cleanest one, if you get what I'm saying, I can get into. So, like, that. But, yeah, no, I can't fall asleep just, like, no, I'm tired. I'm going to fall asleep. I have to, like, force myself and, you know, with stuff into sleeping. So, yeah, that's my religious trauma. Hope, hope, that, hope that brightened your day. Because religious drama is very cool. So I saw this from a website. Uh, I guess the website's called hiptoro.com. I don't know if they're good or not, okay? Don't judge them, but it gave me a BuzzFeed-type list on a website that looks better than BuzzFeed because they have a dark mode, if you can see in the corner, all right? So let's just jump into it because the iPad's taking up the soundboard. Uh, so this episode from Hip Toro, 
But I really, I think this is a really fun one to talk about. I think this is this is gonna be fun. We're gonna make a fun podcast, okay? Thirty-five things shared pe- by people that are not accepted socially. Okay, so it's gonna be weird, quirky little things that uh, are not accepted in our world, at Shweezy's world, Elmo's world. Fucking anything. Elmo was just like Mr. Noodle, and they did like a fucking thing with him. I'm like, I would get that now. If I was high, like if I, the only difference between high adults and children are nothing. So fucking, all right, let's go to, we got 35 things. We got to get through it. Okay. A lot of gray areas. I'm not reading that. Not willing to hold others' babies. Okay. (coughs) Um, yeah, I saw a friend a couple, like a week or so ago. He had like his four week old baby. I'm like, I think I don't want to touch four year old babies, you know, four weeks old. You know, it's like when they come out, they're so fucking fragile. You know, I'm going to wait for them to chub up a little bit. Then I'll hold them. Like, I think my friend's kid, I consider my niece, like, I think I held her at like one month old. And it was, she was like a sleeping puppet thing. You know, she was like a puppet. Like, it was, it was great. But I'm like, I don't want to hold those things anymore unless they're mine. But also, I don't want it to be mine. So we're going to keep that out of there. But yeah, no, baby, like, I don't know. Let's put let's date the babies before we say I'm not gonna hold your fucking baby. Like when they're like when you can hold them and not worry about killing them, <laughs> I feel like it's an okay. Like before that, you're like if someone's gonna be like I don't want to hold your baby right now, and I'm like yeah, it's a good thing because that thing like because I felt I've the same friend his child before it she was like two months old. I tried, he's like make sure you give her neck support. And I'm like oh yeah, this thing's all head. <laughs> <laughs> like just laying neck, the head's just like nailing on you. I'm like, all right, uh, if I hold this thing any longer, it's gonna die. So, kid's still alive, okay? You know, <laughs> what I would have said something I'm like, my friend's kid died. I feel like it wouldn't be funny, but or whatever. Considering swings or playground equipment only for kids. All right. Yeah, adults can use it too, but it's also like supposed to be made for kids. It'll be like kids off and that shit. But also, uh, yeah, swings are for kids. There's those specific swings. We all know what I'm talking about, but they're like, uh, like even little kids have a, like a difficulty getting in them, you know, like talk, you know, like the kids that can walk. But, uh, the ones that were meant for babies that you push gently, those were not made for adults. I just want to say, but yeah, adults can swing. Like assuming I like those like playground, like one, the old playground ones that are just, that have been up there for like 80 years, and, like, they haven't broken yet, so we haven't changed it. Uh, like, yeah, those are safer adults, because, like, they've had the fattest of kids on those, so you don't have to worry about it. So, yeah, I guess that's my thought on swings. Declining an invitation to go out, it's how you decline it, okay? You have to find the nicest way. Hopefully your friends are like, you gotta go, you gotta go. If they're, if they're like, begging you to go, like, be a good friend and be like, you know what, this seems important to you, I gotta go to this. But if it's also like, hey, are you coming out tonight? I'm like, sorry, I'm busy, I can't make it tonight. And they're like, okay. Or whatever, and if it's fun, they're gonna tell you about it, they're definitely gonna tell you about it and how you missed out on all the fun. So, uh, yeah. But if you're just being a dick about it, like, don't be a dick, but like, be a nice friend. Like, I'm just not, you know, and, you know, I, I have pretty bad anxiety and depression and stuff like that, so... I, a lot of times, and I've tried to be open about it to all my friends, but it's like, I'm not really not feeling too good tonight. I'm kind of feeling kind of sick, you know? 
And it's hard telling people, like, I'm sick because there's a difference between, like, when I'm actually sick versus when I'm, like, depression sick, you know? Because, like, you know, I'm, like, because if I was depression sick, I could probably still go out. I could probably force myself into it. But, like, if you're actually sick, I'm, like, I'm not going out, brother. Trust me, I'm not going out. Just don't be a dick about declining invitations, you know? Leaving without giving an explanation to people. It's called an Irish goodbye. That's fine. We're moving on. That's not a problem. We all know what that is. But also, like, read the room, too, okay? That's all I have to say. Not answering the door if a salesperson arrives. Don't answer the door. That's Here's my philosophy. Do not answer the door unless you're expecting someone to come over, Okay? Unless you're expecting someone to come over, we have self, We all have our own little phones. We all have text messages. We can text anyone anything at any time, and we can be fast about it. So, therefore, I am saying, yeah, unless so, you know someone's coming over, because they'll message you saying, I'm coming over. Uh, people shouldn't be coming over by surprise. I think I had an aunt come over, and I was, you know, I work in an area where I will not hear the door, and uh, I didn't hear it because you didn't tell me she was coming back. She told me she was coming by, I would answer the door. But if not, I just, you know. Uh, yeah, so that's how you get fucking murdered. Unless it's Halloween, that's how you get fucking murdered. Um, not feeling like wearing a bra. No, I don't wear a bra. <laughs> Fellas. Um, I don't wear a bra. And honestly, though, I think the quality, like, women who need to wear a bra, you know who you are, Okay. Some of you little titty, if you, you know, honestly, if like, we need to, I actually do think women should stop wearing a bra because apparently what makes boobs saggy is wearing a bra. I saw that in a meme and I'm just, you know, I'm going to believe it because I, because I like older women and it's soon becoming women my age is what I'm going to be into. And, uh, yeah, you know, if like your boobs are going to sag, I would rather you not wear a bra. A saggy boob is a sad boob. That's all it is. Calling in sick, being considered as turning your back on the team. If you're, if, unless it's being hungover. <laughs> That's not cool, dude. You knew you had to work that day. But if you're actually sick, like, yeah, no, you should be fine. But if, like, you're hungover or you're like, uh, I don't feel good today or, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying when you shouldn't call off. I am a big believer. Go in days they expect you, but, like, Figure out your drinking problem if you're going to be hungover on a work day or whatever, you know? Figure, how old are you? Um, being a man and having a liking for flowers. Yeah, you're, I think those are called homosexuals. Uh, I do not like flowers at all. Uh, if a woman give me flowers, uh, I wouldn't punch her in the face, but I would, I would have sex with her and never talk to her again. That's what I would do. Crying a man being considered as something weak. Now, I think men should be able to cry. However, fellas, I do want you to know that when you cry, women's vaginas dry up. So it's like if your eyes get wet, the vagina gets dry. It's how society works. And I hate the idea of women being like, I wish men would cry in front of me. I'm like, no, you don't. Like, that's not the man you want to fuck. You don't want to fuck a man who cries in front of you. Like, that's why there's the problem. So either you decide, like, you know what? If he cries in front of me, I'm going to put some lube on my pussy and fuck him. Or uh, you just be honest with the fact that you don't care if men are vulnerable and shit like that. Staying single. I mean, 
And I'm like, as a single guy, I'm like, you know, like you have friends going through their second divorce and shit like that. You know what? It's like, I'd rather be single than go through a divorce. If you think I'm different, you're like, my divorce wasn't that hard. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you. Like, it's better to be single. I'm like, and I do think you can get married three times. I generally think you can get married three times. After your third time, like, you're not legally allowed to get married again. Because what's the fucking point? You're, you're, there's something illegal. You, you, we could find something illegal you're doing if you're, if you got divorced three times. That's the fact uh, of all that. So it's better to stay single instead of marrying a bitch. <laughs> a friend, as someone who has a friend or a former friend who's married a bitch, uh, it's a good thing. Uh, being honest about not having kids. I'm like, dude, kids fucking suck. I like my friend's kids. Like, they're fun. But, uh, you know, after we figure out the plans for the evening and assuming the kid's not dying, uh, see them a little bit, they go to bed, and uh, then I get them uncomfortably drunk. The parents, not the kids. <laughs> Just want to make sure that's a, that's an honest thing. Uh, but, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think I want kids. And I'm not, like, being like, I permanently don't want kids. I'm getting a vasectomy. But, like, at the same time, I'm like, I don't want kids. And I don't think I want kids. You know, I may change my mind later, but right now, it's looking likely I'm probably not going to have kids, basically. One day I'm going to have a kid, and someone's going to be like, ha-ha, look at you, you goddamn fucking idiot. Wearing a mask when sick to prevent others from getting sick as well. That's how masks fucking work. If you want to know how the masks work, the reason why we had everyone wear masks. I think Japan did it, so if, like, someone's like, oh, I think I have a cold, but, like, I'm not, like feeling sick enough that I can't go into work, but I do have a cold. So I'm going to wear a mask while I go on the subway or whatever they call them there. Uh, Ching Chong Chows, that's what they call them there. Uh, and <laughs> and then that way your sickness, because the nice thing about masks is like your breath going into the mask and then not going. So the nice thing about the mask is like you're not sharing your breath with other people. Um, that's how I was described it. And... Uh, yeah, and so, like, yeah, Japan does it. So, if, like, yeah, honestly, the best use of wearing a mask is if you're sick. Now, we just had everyone wear a mask just to be safe. But, like, in reality, if I think I wish the United States would get into this habit of, like, if you're feeling sick, you wear a mask. That way you don't spread your germs to other people. If That's the best way to explain it. So, I think that's pretty cool. We have a lot more of these to go. Waking up late. Um, if you're supposed to be somewhere, that's a bad problem. And I don't agree with that. But uh, if you're, like, a night person like me, and you, like, because I like to wake up at, like, 10 a.m. I try to wake up at 10 a.m. Uh, sometimes I just lay in bed for a minute. But, like, I like waking up at 10 a.m., you know, considering, like, maybe I go to bed between 2 and 4. You know, it's a good time to wake up. But, like, other people see, like, ah, oh, you, you wake up in the morning, you know, I, I've been up since 4 a.m. feeding the cows. I'm like, does your job require you to be up that late? And, like, sometimes it's like, no, and sometimes it's, yeah, you know. Like, yeah, figure that out, stupid. Not having alcohol around friends who are having it. That's not a problem. The problem is if they're like, I can't be around people who are drinking alcohol. Because, I don't know, if you're like, I'm, I'm, I've decided to go sober, you know, and I respect people who do that. Not me. I'm not doing that, so don't worry, folks. We're going to have a good show going on. But, uh, yeah, no, there's a lot of people who are like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sober, but, like, that's thing about alcohol is, like, you just keep it in your cup. You keep it to yourself. Weed and other drugs are the problem. They're like spread out for everyone, you know. I think it's just it's the idea of like keeping your drugs or alcohol to yourself. 
stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know. As long as you don't ruin the buzz. But also, like, we're like, we're going to a bar, and all we're going to do is drink or whatever. But it's like, okay, you're going to come around, we're going to talk and hang out. Or we're going to just get drunk. And, you know, it's, you know the difference. But, like, also, like, we're going to go do something, but we're going to have drinks. And you're like, I'm not going to drink. It's whatever. No one really cares. I think that's a good thing. If someone's like, I'm not drinking, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to... I'm not going to try you anymore. Being pretty honest when someone asks how one's doing. You know, sometimes you got to be like, I'll tell you how I'm doing, but also, like, sometimes people don't want to hear that shit, you know? Like, I just, you know, I don't actually, you know, you have to understand when they care and when they don't care. So just figure that shit out. Going out for a solo dinner. Like, if you're by yourself, like, yeah, I don't know. There's some restaurants where you don't go to, but, like, I think that's why they have takeout, so you can just eat the nice meal, <laughs> you know? I, I will go to, I have gone, to, I go to places all the time, or just like, I'm just going to eat by myself, or whatever, you know? I don't care, you know, I don't need a bitch. <laughs> that sounds like a cry for help. Uh, going for skipping as an adult. Yeah, skip a day at work. Just plan out with your other partner, or whatever, I don't know. Take a nap during a lunch break. Yeah, you have 30 minutes to yourself or whatever. Take a nap. Do whatever the fuck you want, dude. Uh, eating lunch all by yourself in the car. Dude. Yeah, that's the best way to do it, dude. Being by yourself in the car. Oh, man. Not talking. You know, your coworkers are fun, but, like, you know, when I'm on my lunch break or whatever, you're just like, I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to you when I'm getting paid. You know, even though, like, this is good shit right here, and, like, I'll hang out with you outside of work. But, like, right now, I just, I, I'm just trying to survive. Women who don't shave. Yeah, women should shave. Uh, and I'm not, when I say women should shave, if women are in any mindset, because when men think they're having sex, we all shave our pubes. You know, it's just what happens. You know, it's okay, like, you know, you grow your shit out, and you're like, oh, I might have sex tonight. I'm going to shave everything. You know, that's the thing. But it's when women don't do that, you know. That's the problem here. Ladies, like, okay, if you're thinking you're going to fuck, shave your legs, shave everything. Shave, shave, your, shave your pubes the way you want to. If you believe, like, I might have sex tonight, you know, like, I think that's a good way to, for everyone here. Because I think you should trim your genitalia in a way where it's like, if someone's going to put their mouth on this, it's not going to be a problem. That's how I believe my life. So, ladies, please shave. I don't think this I. Because hairy legs are, I don't know, I guess the culture I grew up in is like, oh, hairy legs are for men, and those are unattractive, because I am not attracted to men. So that's that. Being a, at a playground as an adult, you have to have a kid with you. You can't just be watching that shit. That's, we all know that's wrong. <laughs> Wearing the same clothes twice in a row. Just make sure they don't smell, okay? You know, it's a, it's that's not a problem. It's you can't be wearing smelly clothes all the time. You know, give me smell. I got to put that Harry Harry Styles cologne I specifically own off brand. Obviously, I paid twelve dollars for the two hundred fifty dollar bottle you did. <clears throat> Using swear words. Hope you don't like this podcast. Self defense not being allowed in high school. What? That's too different because. I don't know. It, that's a weird subject. First of all, self-defense, not being allowed in high schools. I'm like, I think, you know, not being allowed in high schools. I'm like, you know, if I had a kid, I'm like, if someone try, I don't want you ever starting a fight, okay? Never start a fight, you know? 
but if someone attacks you, once they put the once they put their arm down to attack you, please, I want you to defend yourself. I will always make sure, as long as I know that you're not the one who started the fight and you're just defending yourself, I will always have your back. But like that, my parents never had my back in that shit. Like if I got into a fight, they took the other person's side because my parents were shitty. Shit like that. But yeah, no, I get that because schools were like, I don't want any fighting, so both members of the fight should be in trouble. But like, there's a part of the fight where it probably wasn't, you know, there's a possibility someone in the fight didn't want to be in a fight to begin with. Uh, being an adult and having fun in anything, yeah, adults aren't supposed to have fun. So uh, go to church. You're, that's what happened. You're an adult. You have to start going to church and stop having fun. That's what happens. Uh, making small talk with someone in the vicinity. Um, there's small talk, and then there's small talk that makes me want to kill myself. Uh, if you're going to have a conversation with someone, uh, don't make a conversation that makes someone wants to kill themselves in. Because I don't mind small talk, but like, if it makes me like, man, the weather's been sure bad today. I'm like, I don't want to fucking interact with you right now. I'd rather kill myself. Please know what kind of small talk it is. Uh, showing disliking for a certain family member. Um, if you have a bad family member, call it out, you know? I have some bad family members I don't like, but I can't prove they really did something wrong, you know? But I don't want to, like, fucking be around them and shit like that. They're like, hey, I'm going to be here. Are you going to hang out with us? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm going to leave town for a couple days to make sure I don't run into you (laughs) and shit like that. Uh, women, uh, going to the restroom and not hiding their tampons. Look, you know, I've come to a conclusion, like, I don't care about tampons and shit like that, you know? Like, I'm, I'm over it. Woman's like, I gotta put a tampon, and I'm like, okay. Like, that should just be normal. You know what? Women bleed, and, you know, like, I have some friends who are like, yeah, I saw my period for this and shit like that. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna hear this, because I don't mind being grossed out. <laughs> being a virgin. It's okay to be a virgin. Just have sex on your own time. That's all, that's all good. Don't let anyone tell you that, like, being a virgin is a bad thing. Just make sure the sex is the right time, right thing, and don't, you know, you can't, as Green Day once said, you can't go forcing something if it's just not right. Uh, going to watch movies all by yourself. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I have said this millions of times on this podcast. I love going to movies by myself because you're watching. So what's the difference between watching a movie at home by yourself versus watching a movie in a the theater? Uh, you're like, people will judge you in the theater. I'm like, no one gives a... People are more upset that you're just there when you're in the theater with someone. No one gives a shit. You know, go, if you want to see a movie and no one's going to go with you, just go by your fucking self. It doesn't matter. Go to a matinee. Have the, have the time. Spoil yourself, fellas. Uh, politely refusing generosity. Yeah, I do that all the fucking time. I don't really give a shit. Men going for skincare and manicure. I do need to go for a manicure because, like... I don't know, my fingernails get ingrown, so I need to figure that shit out. But uh, skincare, I try to take care of my skin. Even though I still get pimples, and I was like, oh, yeah, mid like early mid-20s, you know, my, my fuck both my parents said, stop getting acne. I still get acne. I just hide it well. That's all that happens. But, uh, yeah. Um, let's just say skincare is the biggest organ on your body, fellas. And it's okay to take care of your organs, Okay. Uh, if you're listening to this show, you probably don't care. Take care of one organ. Uh, taking your cat for a walk. Okay, I don't. I don't know. If your cat wants to go for a walk, take for a walk. But if they don't. Don't. 
force your fucking cat for a walk. I think this is the last one. Putting your elbows on the table being considered offensive. That's boomer shit right there. Boomers. And it's not even boomers really cares that their parents told them that shit. And they're like, if I, have to, if I had to do it, then my kids have to do it. And that's why your kids don't come over. You're like, you want to come over for dinner tonight? And your kids are like, no, I don't want to come over. That's how that shit works. Um, oh, no, we have more. Shit. Uh, just trying to relax by laying down in public. Yeah, just don't be weird. I guess I, I think the real question is too many people are being weird doing the shit that we want to do in public. <laughs> uh, yeah, 35, that was the last one. All right. So I guess that's all of them. You know, it's really made me think differently as a person, and uh, that's a matter of fact. Have you ever cracked open a cold one with the boys? The vibes are on, then all of a sudden, you are out of cold ones? Though the vibes are still on, the vibes will soon go off because you are out of cold ones. There's no need to drive when you're under the vibes. That's why today's sponsor, Drizzly, is here to make sure that the vibes continue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's a saying something when it's being praised as the answer Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. You're not a boomer who still goes to what our ancient civilizations called a store. You buy everything on the internet like a modern individual. What if I could tell you that you could be saving more on your purchases by only making a few clicks on your computer? That's where today's sponsor, Honey, will change your life. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in our description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo code, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It's 100% free and at no point will you have to pay for it with all of those many, many microtransactions. It's as simple as pressing a single button and you can start saving money. Not using Honey is basically throwing money away that could be saved for more important things. I recently had to get business cards uh, for myself and Honey literally saved me 60% on uh, like a pack of 500 business cards. It was amazing. Add the Honey extension to your browser today for free by using the link in our description of this episode. And when you support, uh, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh no! Our table! All right, it's time for Oh No, Our Table, the part of the podcast where we answer uh, your questions. How did it become this name? It's not. Doesn't that's not important because it, it isn't. Because there's no story. <laughs> there's no story there. Um, anyways, though, uh, I think my voice is feeling better. Uh, I do not know what coughing fit. I'm like, I didn't smoke any weed or anything. I do not know what coughing fit. I was having it earlier this episode, so sorry. The worst time to be having a coughing fit, I would say, is probably the beginning of an episode. People, if you haven't turned off yet, if you're actually listening to this at this point, uh, congratulations. I wish I had a gift to give you, but I don't think that exists. Anyways, though, uh... Take it away, Philip. Let's just jump into it. Uh, so let's get into our first question. Is it wrong to masturbate in someone else's house? I'm going to read that again. Is it wrong 
to masturbate in someone else's house. We've all done it. We've all done it. We've all masturbated in someone else's house. We've all... We've all masturbated in someone else's house. Uh, tell me you're wrong, okay? Tell me you're wrong. Uh, feel free to tell me you're wrong. Or whatever, you know, fuck you. Um, <coughs> well, well, yeah. We've all masturbated in someone else's house before. If, you've, if you're... I would say if you reach the age of 20 and you haven't masturbated at someone else's house, I actually, I actually feel like this is a question for the penis havers. So, you notice I wouldn't say men, because not all penis havers are men. All the penis havers out there, we've masturbated in someone else's house. I don't care if you become transgender at age 45. You've jerked off in a friend's house. You know what? And you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing with all of it. If your friend doesn't know about it, it's okay. But there's also the fact of a lot of other situations. Because, like, the actual act of jerking off at someone else's house, honestly, that's not the biggest deal out of all of it. Like, did you jerk off in his bed? And you're like, does that guy not clean his sheets or whatever? Like, that's a problem. You're like, you're all you're on a friend's couch, you know, you're staying the night, and you're like, I can't fall asleep, and you jerk off. I'm like... You know, there's a problem there, too, or you go to their bathroom, you jerk off. The best way to really jerk off, which, like, I'm, I really can't, I'm too old to do, I, I feel like, because I need to, like, specific, I want specific things to help me jerk off, but, like, you know, jerking off in the toilet, like, you, you know, you're jerking off, about to come, and you just shoot it straight into the fucking toilet water, perfect, like, that's the perfect way to jack off, it, off, you know, but, like, also, um... I forgot the also, god damn it. Oh, you're also, this is someone else's house. So, I think the real respect is, you know, as a kid, you know, when you're a kid, you're doing a sleepover, and you you figure that shit out if you have to jerk off, you know? You figure it out. You figure it out in a way where, like, like maybe, like, you're jerking off with the blanket over you. You're, like, have one hand, you know, hovered up here, and you're, like, you're, this is before smartphones, too, where you need a smartphone. Now it's, like, you need a smartphone, to jerk off, and then you need, then, you know, I also need my iPad to be playing. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Man proposes and God disposes. That's my hole. That, that's where it's been. You know, you need that guy helping, you know, like, instructing you to jerk off, so, like, you have that now, but, uh, yeah, I think the real, the real thing is, like, someone else's house, someone else's things, and, you know, when someone tells me, like, oh, you know, I come to someone's house, you're, oh, make yourself at home, you're like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm grown, so I can say this, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make myself a home, in your home right now, and they're like, oh, why not, I'm like, because I'm not gonna disrespect your furniture right now, and the thing is, when you're at someone else's home, you can't be disrespecting their things, you know, you can't be doing that whole disrespect goddamn shit, you know, you'd be like, sorry, I jizzed on your nice car, your $5,000 carpet, like, let's assume you have rich friends, <laughs> but you can't be just jerking off, first of all, I don't care how horny you are, you're, you shouldn't be, for fellas, when it comes, in the women, I guess some women jerk off at other people's places, and when I say jerk off, it's their regular form of masturbation, jerk off is like a man thing, uh, but it's like, you, you still, you still have to respect someone else's furniture and home and shit like that. So, you know, you can, you know, 
every home out there, I don't care what home you have, you can jerk off in anyone's home. There's always a respectful way to jerk off in anyone's home. And uh, I could go on. This could be a five-hour podcast, which we're pretty far past the past it. We're getting pretty close. (laughs) We might be a five-hour podcast. But anyways, uh, if you're going to jerk off at someone's house, um, be respectful. So is it wrong? It's wrong if you're disrespectful to someone's house. Don't jerk off in a way that's disrespectful to someone's house, you know? That's how it is. Are men lying when they say, well, I have never come from a BJ? Uh, okay, serious question. I love this. I feel like I've had some kind of self-reflective epiphany whilst getting over the flu. I have always been so proud of always being able to make a guy finish, so to speak. And I loved hearing, OMG, Cherry. (laughs) Your name's fucking, you're popping the cherry. Uh, That's a good one. Even the audience, uh, even the audience laughed at it. Uh, I didn't press a button. You're the first person who has ever made that happen. Uh, Now I have, I actually just spent my life being manipulated and gaslit into sucking till the cows come home. Is this something men say to get BJs? Have I been lied to my whole life? Okay. So I do want to tell you at first that I'm a fella that takes a lot for me to come. Okay. And you're like, oh, you're you're just being like, oh, you're built different, Shweezy. I'm like, that is true. But the reason I'm built different is because I have very bad anxiety and depression. And therefore, I take very big antidepressants. And that those are not helpful into popping anyone's cherry. Well, in popping someone's cherry, I'm like, you just have to have a boner to pop someone's cherry. Uh, and to, it, we're talking about the man finishing because... You can get to a point, like, and I'm, I'm telling you all firsthand, uh, first-person point of view, we're not getting into too much, but sometimes you just don't finish, you know? Like, sometimes you have to finish yourself, you know? Like, you know, this is for the depressed fellas out there. If you're depressed and you have a hard time coming and you're on pills, like, that's the reason. Don't feel bad. Just be... But also, I love the... I, so... For me, sometimes if like the blowjob isn't that good, like you know, it's not gonna get you off. You, we all know. I hope we all know what I'm saying here. Um, but, but yeah, I love the idea of being like you know, I've never came to a blowjob, <laughs> and then, and then the woman's like, bet, and she, <laughs> she just goes to lobby town on you, because. I've I've not been in that experience where I don't I don't brag about that shit. That's not something I brag about. You're like, yeah. Sometimes I just don't get hard because uh, I'm because my anxiety's out of order and my pills are weird. Um, you know, you can't just be like, you can't just be like that. So I just don't bring it up. And uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Uh, but no, that's a, that is a fun challenge to women. But like. All right, fellas. I feel like we have to be. We have to have an honest. There's, there's the depressed guys out here who are taking pills, who just don't come with women. We, we just don't do it. Uh, there's those, those guys who are like two sucks and you're fucking. <laughs> I'm just fucking out of control. 
Um, you gotta stop using that game, fellas. Saying like I can't, I've never come to a blowjob, and then you come to a blowjob. Because like, ah. like there's some of us who need that help, brother. Um, so yes, we exist. We, my community. However, though, but however, though, like if you're like I don't want to be manipulated and giving blowjobs, like don't be manipulated. Just know um, that if you want a man to do anything for you, like honestly. Okay, so I mentioned. You know, I mentioned earlier in the episode, I'm like, if a woman gave me flowers, I would fucking riot. But also, if a girl, <laughs> but I'll say, if a girl gave me the best blowjob of my life and then gave me flowers <laughs> afterwards, I would not care at all. Dude, would be like, hey, mom, what's some, f- I would give it to my mom. Mom, what's fun? How'd you get these flowers? I'm like, I got the best blowjob of my life, mom. She left me flowers. <coughs> so that's that shit. I don't think I should elaborate anymore <laughs> on that. Why do people feel the need to tell me my boyfriend is ugly and I can, in parentheses, do better? I know he's not conventionally attractive, but he's better than all of the people telling me this. And he's smart and artistic and more obviously, like, what does it matter who I date? Just let it lie. Sorry, I'm not dating Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> it's like Michael B. Jordan's people like, Michael Jordan's showing up. He's like showing up like he did in the space, the second Space Jam movie. He's like, "Hey guys, what's up?" He's <laughs> like, "Why am I here?" Uh, I don't. Are you black people? Are black people? Are black people asking me questions? Um. Okay, so your boyfriend's not the best looking guy in the world, but let's also assume, and I want to make sure I assume from what you're saying me. Because you're like, he's smart and artistic. You just like him. Like, he's a cool guy. He's fun to hang out with. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a real that's a real issue with, you know, dating. Because, so, I don't know. So, I, you know, all my good friends, like, they got married. And their wives are cool. And I'm happy they married those wives. But also, I have, I've had friends who've married just fucking awful fucking people. Uh, some of them were still married to them. And, uh. You know, it's just like, those were awful. And, you know, when it comes to, like, who your friends date, it's like, I don't care who they look like because, like, they're my friend. I don't want to, like, have to be, like, tempted into, like, ruining their relationship or ruining our friendship. But you're like, that's I'm like, I'm not trying to fuck who they're dating or whatever. So, like, I'm like, you know, I don't care what they look like. But, like, are they fun to hang out with? That's a good thing. So, you actually, I really do think, like, when it comes to, like, marriage, like, what's the key to marriage? It's like, I like hanging out with this person, and we don't think divorce is, like, an option, you know? And, like, you have to get to that point. Like, oh, I enjoy hanging out with this person, or my wife won't let me hang out with you guys, even though I will have a ton of fun. But uh, she said, no, I cannot hang out with you. We're going pumpkin picking today we're gonna get some pumpkins like fuck that dude like you're like i don't know it's just something like there has to be some organization in your mind where like oh this person i'm gonna marry and be my spouse or like partner or whatever like i want to have fun and have fun with them and i hate the idea of like i have more fun with my friends than i do with my wife i'm like that just sounds like a fucking bummer idea 
whatever, you know. Um, so let's get to your question. Um, the, I, I don't think, and, and you know, I think about my friend's wives. And I think that's probably why I went on that fucking rant. I'm just, like, trying to remember why I started a se- fucking sentence. But uh, when it comes to my friends' wives, I'm like, you know, I have, like, good friends. I'm like, look, I, <laughs> like, my friends, I'm like, I'm never going to try to fuck their wives. And it's just, you know, it's okay. It's okay to not fuck your friends' wives, fellas. Uh, but, like, also, I'm like, are they, like, enjoyable to be around? And uh, I'm lucky I have... I have two friends, like, two current friends, like, who I do just enjoy their wives. I'm like, we may not, like, be, you know, like, friends or what, like, in other circumstances, we would not be friends, but, like, in our current circumstance, like, we're friends. I'm like, my friend's cool with you, you're cool, you know, and shit like that. And so, I don't know, like, if your friends aren't cool with a guy, like, it's, it's kind of a problem, you know? And it's like, you want, like, a kind of guy who's, like, your friends like him, their friends like you, vice versa, vice versa, you know, going back and forth. But, like, if your friends don't like someone, it's, like, are they cool or are they not cool? Like, you know, you got to figure that shit out. Do you find it funny when someone texts you off the wall shit when they're high or do you find it annoying slash concerning? First of all, this is what I fucking do. And it's also how I get content for, content for this show. So, like, for certain very specific areas of the show, what I'll do is just, like, you know, I do my normal thing. And then, like, when I have an idea, I just text a friend. The way I have it in writing, and I just go through the feed of our conversation or whatever to see if I have anything good. Cool friends will help you out with that shit. Uh, others, though, if you're, first of all, if, if you're the kind of friend who's, like, you get high and you're like, I'm going to send my friends some goofy shit. And, you know, it's always good. And it's always goofy. If you're getting high and sending your friends shit, if you're getting drunk or sending your friends shit, like, you know, late at night, you know, when you're goofing off, like, that's fun shit, like, fun shit in general. And also, like, it's, it's funny and it's good. And for someone, you know, it helps me figure out conversations and shit like that. Um... You know, and if your friends are like, you know, and I have friends who do that too, you know, and I figure that shit out with them, you know, it's like, they're sending me some, like, random shit, like, thought-provoking. I love a good thought-provoking, like, idea, you know, that gets me going, and shit like that, and, uh, I don't know if anyone here is gonna do that, but, uh, whatever, but yeah, no, like, I have that, and they're like, I have family members who are rednecks and shit like that. The rednecks, I'm also very much going to be friends with, I also have to say. Uh, but, you know, when someone takes you off the wall shit, you know, let's just assume you're the guy. You're like, you have to assume that guy does weird shit already. And you just got to say that, and you're like, you know what, I'm going to respond to this when I wake up. You know? You can't just be like, if someone's sending you off the wall shit, and they're like, like, I don't want you to be my friend anymore. I'm like, those guys are not having enough sex, and uh, they probably should just jerk off on their own and realize, I'm like, I don't need a wife. I can just do this shit on my own, <laughs> or whatever, you know? But anyways, though, don't be a fucking prude, dude, for real. If you're going to be a fucking prude, just fucking get off, dude. 
are the members of the GOP, GOP meaning the Grinnell Party, for real? Do they genuinely believe in the things they say? I moved to the States a couple of years ago, and I'm still learning a lot about your country's politics political environment. No judgment because my home country is not exactly perfect. Whenever I see headlines about what members of the GOP say about abortion rights, teaching about racism or elections or anything really, I generally wonder if they personally really believe in those ideas. Is it one thing to say certain things for headlines, but how can anyone bring themselves to repeat them over and over in seriousness? Dude, I'm going to have to... Oh my god, dude, I have to take a break after that, dude. Um, yeah, our GOP, which stands for the Grand Ole Party. I just want you to mention that. Grand Ole Party meaning, like, this is the party Lincoln is a part of. And uh, do you think Lincoln, you know, <laughs> the ideals of Lincoln would manifest into whatever the Republican Party is today? No, they would not be, because I don't think the the Nazi Party and the GOP would be so close together. And I don't really fucking care, dude. Uh, the GOP right now, they're just fucking Nazis. Like, they're neo-Nazis trying to regain control. And I'm like, honestly, they went to Germany. They fell in Germany. Where, if you were, if you were that Nazi, where would you go <laughs> to regain your cause? Like, you go to fucking the United States of America, dude. Like, for real? Like, you'd be going fucking here. Dude, um, but yeah, um, GOP, uh, Grand Ole Party, you know, it's supposed to be the party of Lincoln, but the ideals of Lincoln have so much crisscrossed over time. The Republican Party is no longer the Grand Ole Party. They're just like, uh, we want to go with the things in the 1800s that we liked, like slavery and shit like that. We want to be on that platform. That's what the GOP is. They're Republicans now. Like, they're Republicans and shit like that. And uh, it's very sad because, I, you know, so if you want to talk about 2000s, 2000s like even early 2010s, I would say tell you that I was like diehard Christian. And even in like those conversation camps that I would be involved in, it would be a lot of Republican bullshit, you know, like abortion rights. I'm like, I, you know, I first believe oh, it's a woman's choice, but at the same time, like, I don't think fucking fetuses are babies. Like, I don't, but like also at the same time, like, but woman has that inside her. I'm like, she should be the one to decide who, it, like, I'm going to kill it or I'm going to keep it. You know, like, that's just, you know, if you have a cockroach in your house, are you going to be like, I'm going to kill it or I'm going to keep it? You know, that's the choice you have. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think a lot of Republicans, I guess what I would say, believe in that shit. Um, didn't we just get like Fox News being like, Tucker Carlson's opinions are jokes and are not supposed to be taken as news. I'm like, well, that's how people have been taking them. So uh, you guys are in a lot of fucking trouble. I'm like, this is... Is his bow tie on? Because that was before John fucking John Stewart decided to fucking ruin his life. And imagine scarring someone so much for life that they stopped wearing bow ties. That's fucking John Stewart, dude. For real. Um, but no, do I do I think Republicans? I, I went from GOP to Republicans. Do I think Republicans are actually like? Do I believe in the shit I say? No, I don't believe in the 
they believe in the shit they say. I believe, at least what I believe in the most part for what they say is that when Republicans are complaining, I'm like, I want poor people to pay for rich people. I think that Republicans, for the most part, the real Republicans, are rich people. And all they're trying to do is make sure they have a lot of money. And uh, a lot of those Christian guides are kind of on a little on a weird forefront because that's literally, like, I would say, like, churches sponsored Republican candidates for the longest time, which should be illegal if we're going to do with, uh, like, a difference between church and state because I guess the original idea of difference between church and state was, like, they couldn't teach things different from the church and schools, but now they're, like... We're not going to teach things from the church in schools and whatever. Uh, it's a big thing. But, yeah, no. Uh, Republicans, they don't mean the things they say because it's like Republicans are trying to make, like, everyone, like, every single person's life better. But Republicans are supposed to make poor people lives worse. And it's like they're going so far they're like, this might actually make my life worse. And uh, it's a pretty bad thing. So, yeah, that's all really what's going on there. Republicans uh, don't believe what they say, and I don't really care who wants to fight me on that. Go for a TikTok. I don't give a fuck about you. Whew. Why do I often see people fight in Waffle House on YouTube? What? <laughs> It appears like no other type of restaurant has this problem. I may be wrong, though. God damn it. Because I want to talk about this because this is a very big thing in my life where I like going to Waffle House and shit like that. That was, you know, Southern me. You know, I'm, I'm a bit of a Southern... I'm a Southern boy myself. Uh, why are Waffle... Why are there always fights at Waffle House? It's because Waffle House is open... And you're like, you see, okay, look at it, like, look at, like, a late night place and look like there are hours or whatever. And there's always a weird hour. First of all, those weird hours happen when people have fucking fights in the Waffle House and shit like that. And you're like, the, even the, the, the guy who runs the grill, he knows how to fight. And you're like, yeah, he has to. That's, you know, if you, the, the place Waffle House has made itself to be is be like, you know how to fight. You're like, I can defend myself. And, you know, the correct answer for all those who are like, we're going to hire, we need someone to cook at Waffle House. What's the correct answer? And you're like, can you defend yourself? I'm like, yeah, I've been to jail. And you're like, all right. That's that's why they've all been to jail at Waffle House. Every person you go to Waffle House has been to jail because they know how to defend themselves. You're like, this guy's going to start. This, why do I you see the Waffle House fights? Because Waffle House has made an environment for people to get into fights at. And to be honest, I've, I've seen a couple. <laughs> that's the that's the worst part of this whole fucking segment is like, have you seen a Waffle House where I fight before? I'm like, yes, I have. I was not involved. I'm like, you're never involved. I'm like, if you're a normal person, you were never involved. In, normal people are never involved in Waffle House fights. And you're like, I was involved in Waffle House fights. I'm like, you just accept your redneckness. Whatever, fucking dude. Um, but yeah, no. Um, Waffle House is just the, how the corporation's set up. It's just like, yeah, you can fight in here, but don't fight our staff. And it's like, when it's people who's not the staff fighting, it's like, okay. 
Because, you know, if I was the cook at Waffle House and, like, someone was being a dick to the waitress, I'm like, I would just claw the guy. Like, that's all that would happen. I'm like, I have hot materials right now. I'm going to just fucking ruin this guy's existence, you know? Uh, but anyways, though, yeah. Um, Waffle House is just open so late where fights happen. Don't don't be mean to Waffle House, guys. That's, like, all I have left in life, you know? Last question we got here. I guess I had something prepared. What are the top ten trashiest states in the United States? So I made a list. Um, and just say, if you live here, um, you should know you're already trashy. Like, if you're a guy who's like, I live in this state, and I know we're not trashy, and you're gonna you're gonna talk just like that, and like you're you're trashy. This is my list. Uh, numbers can exceed, but I made at least ten of them. And I've lived in a couple of them, so I'm like, don't let... And I've been to a lot of them. So I've been to all of these, so don't be mad at me. Don't be just fucking mad at me. You're like, you don't even know us. I'm like, I've been to all of all these states. And I'm going to tell you all of them. Number 10, Tennessee. is a state I've lived in, and I've lived in for a long time. Um, Nashville's pretty cool. Knoxville's cool. Memphis is cool. Everything else is just fucking, like... Like, man for themselves. It's just fucking Mad Max Fury Road. And I'm like, I'm not into this. I don't even like that movie. So, fuck that. Number nine, we got Indiana. I have friends who live in Bloomington. I have some friends who live in uh, Indianapolis. Um, I know Sweetwater's from Indiana, but they donate to the Don to Donald Trump's presidential campaign. But I don't know if it's for, like, Mike Pence or not, so I can't even, like, make an opinion on them. But Indiana, they're, they're a pretty big fucking mess. There, there's a reason why you're like, sorry, I was speeding. I was just trying to get out of Indiana. Like, that's the reason why. Uh, number eight, we have Missouri. Uh, dude, I know Missouri. That's the problem. Like, I know the Missouri map pretty well. And I'm like, it's all trash, dude. You're like, you just take it. But it's not, it's not like if you're black, you can, if you're black, you can drive through Missouri with no problem. But like, like if you stop in Missouri, it's, it, that's a problem. That's a problem. It's always when you stop in Missouri, you're like, you can camp in the South, but yeah. Well, like, yeah. Is that because no one just won? lives there or whatever i don't know dude missouri's pretty trash like and it's probably like you know you talk about the cities and you're like st louis and you're like st louis is all suburbs and all those suburbs are trash like st louis cool place st louis suburbs trash like we're all beginning with that so arizona you're from arizona you already know you're trash it's just fucking hot and you're just like i'm gonna be hot trash and you know it's I don't know being hot trash, but Arizona, you're pretty fucking, you you guys pretty fucking suck. Like, Arizona is just a fucking, obviously, you're like, yeah, you gotta go inside or else you're burned to death. I'm like, fuck you, Arizona. Uh, that's why they're Arizona 7. I'm like, I actually kind of like Arizona. <laughs> that's the problem. Now we're getting to the states I don't like. Arkansas, I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. I'm like, you like, Ar- Arkansas? Arkansas? Figure your goddamn shit out. Kentucky, number five. Uh, I like something. I like Bowling Green. Bowling Green's cool. Paducah, I actually kind of like Paducah. Don't fucking be mad at me, dude. Uh, but uh, the rest of you kind of suck. Dude, like, it's just like small towns, and you're like, K- 
Kansas is not on this list, and that's probably me being an, uh, an honest person. But <laughs> like, also I'm like, uh, the bad Kansas places are like, you know, like it's kind of fun, <laughs> it's shit like that. Oklahoma, god damn, Oklahoma's not good. And here's the thing: I drove through Oklahoma with a friend. He was in the Air Force, you know, proud to be an American. Like, we're at least I know I'm free. He was like, You smell that? And he was like, I'm like, Yeah, it smells like fucking shit. Like, that's what Afghanistan smells like all the time. I'm like, God damn, you have a state that sounds like not American? Like, that's fucking Oklahoma. Got New Mexico. I went to Albuquerque. I think I went to Albuquerque. I'm like, Yeah, that place sucked, dude. Unless you're coming for a show and see me play music. This is the problem with this podcast. God damn. Uh, number two, we got Mississippi. All right, someone's someone out there like, hey, let's go to Mississippi. Where do you want to go? They're not going to tell you any fucking thing, dude. For real, you're like, I want to go to Mississippi, but like, do you have a thing? Do you have a place you want to go? And like, there's nowhere in Mississippi. Name the capital of Mississippi. One guy's gonna be like, I know the capital, but like, for normal people who are like, just like trying to understand states or whatever. Sacramento's the the capital of California. I knew that. Topeka is Kansas. Jefferson City is Missouri. Nashville, that's Tennessee. <sighs> Dude. <laughs> so, like, don't, you know. I knew that shit, you know. Like, do you know the capital of Mississippi is? No, you don't. Uh, and then we have Florida. I think Florida is probably the worst state. And, like, that's the, that's the thing, though. Because, like, I feel like anyone could have a good life in Florida, but, like... At the same time, Donald Trump was running for president. He was like, I hate Mexicans. That was his campaign. It was just like the I hate Mexicans campaign. Get Mexicans in Florida. Get Cubans in Florida. And Cubans are not Mexicans. I know that. But also, they speak Spanish. Meaning that, like, Spanish-speaking people were going to be sent to... A concentration camp, you know. That's how I see it if Trump got elected. And they were like, well, we still support this guy. I'm like, Florida is just fucking messed up. And then you go to the Everglades, like that. You're like, just guys hitting fucking alligators or whatever with fucking uh, cooking pans or whatever, you know. And shit like that. Like, Florida... And I think the reason Florida is number one is because Florida fucking knows better. Like, they know that they could be a better state. They have Disney, they have Disney World, they have Universal Studios. They know they could be a better place. But the fucking Spanish speakers there are like, I want to support the Republicans that will deport me. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Like, are you fucking stupid? God damn it, dude. And, uh... Those are my top ten trashiest states in the United States. Uh, so man proposes and God disposes. Don't don't at me on that. Anyways, though, I guess we're finally fucking answer, ending this episode. God damn it, this took a long time. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Can't Twizzy, watching it, tuning in, watching on YouTube, whatever the fuck you did. The Lord's trademark favorite podcast. Uh, make sure you follow me on social media at the Shweezy, at the, and then Shweezy, like how you said with this podcast. My music under Shweezy, you just take the cancel out of it. Twitch, twitch.tv slash the Shweezy, our Patreon page, which will be out with all that shit. I'm gonna fucking 
that help you financially support us. And make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page for the audio listeners. Subscribe, leave us a comment, give us a like, share with your friends. And if you're on the audio platforms, give us a 5432 or one star review. Leave us a review and uh, be cool. So, honk you for the butt drugs. Stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. You just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. You are now one of the smartest individuals who will ever exist in our world. Uh, if you like that episode, make sure you subscribe, whether you're watching this show or listening to the show, make sure you subscribe. That way you get notified whenever we release full new episodes as well. And if you're on YouTube, smash that bell button. That way you get notified anytime we make a post over here on YouTube. Uh, honk if you love butt drugs, and uh, yeah, stay awesome.